It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. Mojo Mutati and Edward Lewis, folks. I am back on the show. Had an incredible holiday. I hope all of you at home have had an incredible holiday, too. But let's kick off today's show with a group of guys who have been having a terrible holiday week. You know I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs after a disastrous loss to the Las Vegas Raiders on Christmas Day. Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs three and five in their last eight games. Edward, what is going on with Kansas City these days? It all seemed to be okay at the start of the game. It was Christmas and Taylor Swift was there and Santa was there and, and Taylor Swift's mom was there and everybody was super happy. And then all of a sudden, everybody just played horribly. <laughs> I don't know how, how else to put it. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was fumbling everybody, was throwing interceptions. Uh, the Raiders scored two defensive touchdowns. It was a complete massacre. Even during the game, Travis Kelsey got so upset with how the Chiefs were playing, he actually yeeted his helmet like 20 yards and then the next play he tried to go in but he couldn't find his helmet Andy Reid had to talk to him on the sideline it was crazy Travis Kelsey actually addressed this whole incident on his New Heights podcast uh, there were a lot of cuss words and he didn't seem to be happy take a listen to this there's one thing more deflating than a defensive touchdown and that's back-to-back defensive touchdowns that's fair that's uh, that adds up and that um, will that will make you that will make you pretty f- frustrating I can only imagine and that makes you frustrating as an offensive player as a defensive player. Like, dude, what's happening? You pride yourself on keeping points off the board. And we, we gifted them 14. Yeah. Well, the frustration was visible on the sideline. Obviously, you had the incident where you tossed your helmet in typical Kelsey fashion. It's a very normal Kelsey thing to do, apparently, uh, when you get pissed off. And Andy uh, commented about it after uh, the game, the exchange he had with you. And he said, uh, he went back in and did a nice job. Things happen, emotional game, Travis is emotional, and sometimes my red hair gets to me a little bit, uh, but it all works out. He's looking out for me, and I love him for it. I didn't go back out there and play good. He wanted to see the fire in me, and I I reacted in a bad way. He wanted to just get the best out of me, Um, and right now I'm just not playing my best football, and I got to lock in and be more accountable for him, be more accountable for my teammates. I got to keep my cool, man, because – as a leader on this team, that's not how you uh, switch the momentum. Now, Mojo, obviously the, the elephant in the room is why is Travis Kelsey not playing very well? He only had five catchers for 44 yards at the loss. Obviously, he had the huge meltdown. And I got to talk to you about this as well. The week prior, he was seen during the Patriots game with a mark on his neck that looked an awful lot like a hickey. Uh, now, obviously, the Swifties are loving it. They think the romance is great. But obviously, Chiefs fans are not. This is the elephant in the room, Mojo. Is, is he distracted? Is this too much for him now? No, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, look, the Chiefs are having a, a rough stretch here. Let, let's also 
not forget there was a time this season where they were literally the best team in the NFL. And <laughs> for most weeks, actually, over the past several seasons, the Chiefs have become uh, not just a Super Bowl winning team, but really a, a dynasty recently. They have been absolutely incredible. It's just every single little thing is under the microscope right now. I mean, this Chiefs team could easily go on and win the Super Bowl. But the reason we're, we're you know, dissecting everything right now is, is because of all this added attention from Taylor Swift. Uh, everybody loved it. We, talk, we talked about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey almost every single day, as as almost any sports outlet uh, out there. We've had a ton of fun covering it, but I think at this point, everybody is just waiting for this thing to come undone to see the ugly side of this situation. We've covered how much money the NFL and Travis Kelsey personally have made off of the Taylor Swift appearances, how great it has been for the sport of football to bring on an entirely new fan base. I mean, it's also been absolutely awesome for Taylor Swift's career as, as well. Let's not uh, neglect to mention that, but you know, everything's under the microscope right now. Five catches for 44 yards. I wouldn't say that was a disastrous game for Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's Travis Kelsey. So, yes, we do expect 100-yard games every single time with maybe a couple of touchdowns. But no tight end goes out there and does that every single week. So I don't think it's time to panic. It is a rough stretch. But when you have the leadership and the talent they have on that team, these guys know how to bounce back. And when I see Travis Kelsey, fired up launching his helmet on the sideline frustrated I like that I, I like that he cares I like that he's that passionate about the game that he's not going to rest until he figures this thing out and I, I think this is a bump in the road I don't think this is reason to panic just yet moving right along but staying within the NFL <laughs> question confusion coming out of my team with the Green Bay Packers. I know it's my squad, but Ed, you got to explain this one one more time to me. Jair Alexander, what happened? This is the most bizarre story I think you'll maybe hear in this entire NFL season. So Jair Alexander, obviously a superstar, two-time Pro Bowler, one of the best players on the Packers. He's been out for a while, but he came back this weekend against the Panthers in Charlotte. And because it was a game in Carolina, uh, he wanted to kind of make it about himself. Now, before every game, you have your captains that go out and take the coin toss. He was not named one of the captains, so he was not supposed to be out there. But Jair went rogue and joined the captains out there. And not only did he join the captains out there, but he called the coin toss. He won the coin toss and then he almost screwed it up entirely for Green Bay. You know as well as I do when you call a coin toss you either have to you have three options you can kick, receive or defer. If you choose to kick it means at halftime you're also kicking again because the other teams can choose to receive. So he was supposed to say defer. Uh, uh, he just said we want to play defense. The refs ultimately ended up correcting it. It didn't end up being a big deal. The Packers won 33 to 30 uh, but afterwards the Packers were obviously furious that you can't just walk out and do a coin toss call the coin toss and almost lose it for us and lose a possession. So they suspended him one game, uh, uh, just banned him, said it was unacceptable, couldn't do it. Now, what makes this even more uh, wild is the explanation Jair had after the game of why he did what he did. Uh, I could explain it to you, but it's much easier just to hear him talk. Listen to this explanation, and, and I need to hear your reaction after Mojo. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's only suiting, you know. I don't think Coach knew I was from Charlotte, you know, so. So you just did that on your own? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, it was like a, you know, the guys backed me up, you know, so they, they knew I was from here. Did you realize you almost made a big mistake on the call, though? What'd I do? Well, you said we want to go on defense. Yeah. 
which in theory could they could have said, then you're electing to kick to to uh, kick off, which you would have lost the opportunity then yeah. to receive in the second half. Yeah, no, I told them that uh, I said uh, I want I want our defense to be out there, and they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. Like, I want the defense to be out there. They like, you mean defer? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Did he, did he say that to you? Yeah, because the mic, the mic was on. And I, oh, I, I, was? Yeah, we yeah, heard you. Hear that, yeah. Oh, really? No, nah, he was just like, defer. I was like, yeah. Everybody was like, yeah. Everybody was laughing. I'm like, what are y'all laughing at? Like, it's pretty obvious what I'm asking for. For people at home that think the best players on your team should always be the captain of your team or make decisions concerning your team. I'm not sure there's been a better example of why that shouldn't be the case than this. I mean, Ed, there was absolutely zero remorse in his words. I'm not convinced that he's not going to go out there and try and do this again. I mean, luckily, this didn't cost my beloved Green Bay Packers the game. It was a close one, so this easily could have been a problem. But I, I don't know how you don't see the wrong of your actions here. I mean... It sounded to me like he cleared it with some of the players. You might want to clear that one with your coach. Uh, that's probably a few conversations that need to be had. I mean, look, I know you're you're from Carolina. You're back in Carolina. Uh, maybe you're a little eager to, to go out there and, and do this thing. But this is a problem. I think this can be extremely disrespectful to a franchise. I mean, when you're a captain of a team, that's an honor. You earn that. And you usually had to earn that over multiple seasons, hard work, performance, leadership on and off the field. Those guys are put in those spots for a reason. So to just walk out there all willy nilly and jump in on it. Uh, I don't know. That one's not for me. I think that was a huge mistake. And obviously Coaches are furious about that. They suspended him for a game, and that hurts because we're talking about a Packers team that still has a shot at the playoffs and talking about a guy who's been one of the best players on their team for quite some time now. This hurts. I mean, granted, he's not having the best year this year, but either way, this hurts. Coming up next on TMZ Sports, John Morant back from a long, long suspension, getting in a little trouble already. Could he be suspended again? Find out next on TMZ Sports. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. 
from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mojo Mutati, Edward Lewis, and guys, we just talked about Jair Alexander talking about another superstar athlete who just refuses to see the air of his ways. Ed, who am I talking about? Yeah, Ja Morant, fresh off a 25-game ban for incidents involving guns, celebrated last night by using imaginary guns. I'll explain. Ja Morant and the Grizzlies were in New Orleans. They were playing the Pelicans. This was his fourth game back from the suspension. He dominated. I mean, he's just one of the best players ever. 31 points. In the overtime period, he hits a alley-oop, thunderous dunk, uh, goes crazy. It's, it seals the deal. It basically is the dagger in the game, gives the Grizzlies the win. But after he throws it down, he points towards the crowd and, and kind of shapes his fists into pistols and appears to be spraying imaginary bullets into the crowd before he goes back on defense. Now, Jaw has not really uh, talked about this publicly or, or said whether he was mimicking gunfire or not, whether this is some sort of dance craze. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's very clear to me that these are imaginary guns in his hand. For any other player, maybe this gets by. But again, we just talked about this 25-game ban uh, for gun-related incidents. And Obviously, social media has gone crazy. They've been blasting him. They call the celebration tone deaf. And in basic question, does Adam Silver need to step in again? Uh, we talked to four-time NBA champion John Sally, though, and he said he doesn't really have a problem with it. Listen to this. John Morant is probably one of my favorite players. I said it on Santa Sharp Show. I love John Morant. Um, but it, it's it's just a part of hip-hop culture. It's, it's nothing. He's not saying, forget y'all, I got my gun. He probably didn't even realize it. I mean, it, it used to be a part of a dance back in the day, right? So it's it, it, nothing meaning anything. I mean, he took his shot, no pun intended, and he, uh, he got his team, his team, which was already rolling when he wasn't there. They stuck together. But imagine him being back in the midst. It's just an entirely different thing. So I just think they over, they're, they're overlooking it. I don't think he's trying to mock anybody. I don't think he's trying to be mean about it. Um. Yeah, leave Ja Morant, ja Morant alone. Ja, leave him alone. Well, with uh, all the trouble Ja's been in, I don't know if we can completely leave him alone. But let, let me just build up Ja for a second here. I mean, 25-game suspension and just comes back right in the heat of it, absolutely balling out, no rust whatsoever. That speaks volumes to this guy's ability goes to show the kind of career he could finish up with later if he stays out of trouble. And that is a big if. Look, when you watch the celebration itself, yeah, you, you think everybody's overreacting. I mean, for crying out loud, I didn't even see the finger guns. You know, he had his hands open, all fingers up, you know. So there, there was that. But given the backdrop, the trouble 
that he's been in, he probably should have known that this was not going to be a good idea. I mean, you got to hope he was just dancing and having fun in the heat of the moment. He's he's back in the game and he's excited about that. But uh, hopefully this wasn't a message. Hopefully this wasn't done on purpose, mocking the NBA protesting uh, his bans and suspensions for the actions that that he's had. That is not what you want. And that becomes a question now going forward. Uh, How is he going to handle this? Did he really learn his, his lesson? Is he still salty about being suspended in the first place? And these are the questions you have when you talk about a guy and a potential Hall of Fame run. If he can stay out of trouble, I mean, John Morant is the guy if he can stay out of trouble. That was Detroit Pistons fans chanting Sell the team after the Pistons just set an NBA record for consecutive single season losses, 27 straight losses in a row this season for the Detroit Pistons. My goodness, what a horrible run. Edward, what is going on in Detroit? I, I really don't know. I mean, we talked about it earlier with Jair Alexander, like we've never seen anything like this before. I've never seen anything like this before either. I mean, we've seen some historically awful teams and whether it was the Browns that went winless, whether it was baseball. I mean, we've seen it all over. I've never seen anything like this. 26, 27 straight losses is Wild. Uh, uh, we talked to John Sally earlier about John Morant. He, of course, is a Detroit Pistons legend. He won two of his four NBA titles with the Pistons. We had to ask, what is going on with your ex-team? Listen to this. I want, maybe he has a better explanation that we can give. Well, we like being number one. So bad boy is for life. I got to say that to all my teammates. Um, but we don't want to be number one in the losing category. And it's the difference is we had an identity. Uh, identity that people can say was dirty basketball. It wasn't. That's the way they played basketball when the way we played it. And but we had an identity. And when people wanted to cast us away and call us all kind of names, we rose from the ashes. They're in a bad situation. And the situation is you're losing that much. No team wants to be in the record book saying we let the Pistons beat us. What do you but say? But I think they got talent. I think they have talent. Um, but I just I don't know. Some people say it starts from the top. I don't know if it starts from the top, but they play really hard. They have a lot of talent. It's just that other teams are playing against them like they're a championship team. If you're asking me, I think the city of Detroit just put all their chips behind the Lions, who just clinched the division for the first time in 30 years, which is insane. But my goodness, this is a problem. Yeah, nobody wants to go down in history for something in the loss column. I mean, 27 straight losses. I don't know how this team functions next year in the same capacity it has this year. I mean, you are looking at head coaches, assistant coaches, players. I mean, them cleaning house on everybody. This is a stain on the history of just such a legendary franchise. Uh, and this has to be rectified. I mean, 27 games, absolutely disastrous. And yeah, that 
kind of concerns everybody you play. I mean, it almost becomes more stressful to play the Pistons. I mean, you would think it would be easy. These guys have lost 27 straight. This is an automatic W, but no, you do not want to be the first team that ends the streak in a bad way that gives up that first W to Detroit. I mean, there's a spot in history for that team as well. So uh, you almost have to treat this like that. Like it's the championship when you play Detroit, just to not be those guys. It is time for a segment we like to call Eat Up. And today we are featuring Zion Williamson. Yes, the number one pick of the 2019 NBA draft. One pick ahead of John Morant, who we just talked about. Edward, you got the scoop on this tattoo. Let's hear it, brother. Yeah, he got a massive cross uh, placed on his chest, a uh, little bit more towards, more towards the heart. Uh, and inside of the cross is actually a snarling gorilla. Uh, the man behind the artwork is Andres Ortega of Onder Inc. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, it's because he's tatted all of these stars recently. We're talking Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, Trayvon Diggs, John Morant himself even, I believe, has a tattoo from Andres Ortega. Uh, we don't know the significance of the tattoo. Uh, uh, I'm assuming it has something to do with religion and being a beast. Uh, I think that's very clear from the tat. Uh, but we do know that it took Andres about three hours to complete in a New Orleans session. And it came out great. Look at this thing. It's crystal clear. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I got to say, this is probably one of the coolest tattoos we've ever covered on the show. I love that it skews over to the heart a little bit, the cross, the gorilla inside. Badass, man. Every inch of that tattoo is absolutely awesome. Crazy this artist got this done in just three hours. I mean, usually you go in for a tattoo. I mean, you're there all day and you probably have to come back for more sessions. Not that I would know. I have absolutely zero tattoos, but amazing ink work. But now more than ever, Zion's weight issues come into play because now as we've seen with dramatic weight fluctuations as it relates to a tattoo, it could completely warp the way this looks. So if Zion doesn't want to keep his weight in check for his performance, uh, for his coaches, for the organization, now he's going to have to to maintain the badassness of this tattoo. So uh, may maybe this will be what, what checks these issues once and for all. All right, that'll do it for us today on TMZ Sports. It is absolutely awesome to be back with each and every single one of you. But we'll see you tomorrow where Edward Lewis continues to do his best Mike Babcock hair impression. And that should absolutely make for, I've missed saying this, the best show since today!